0: You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts
1: with The Fall Guy.
0: What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! It's the moment you've all been waiting for, another hour with Sean McConville. Welcome to Raw Milk Meat, let's have it! Hey, Stanley fans and welcome back to Milk Meets for part two of my conversation with Sean McConville in this episode we talk playoffs promotion and what the future holds for the king of needle who has given us some of the best fan reactions like this one against Bolton oh my days Carroll <laughs> Martin with a proper good chance there he's completely open here deflection it's in he shushed our fans as well. <laughs> Go for Ackles and Stanley for scoreboard eleven. Sean Nakumbo. 3-1. Stupid. And I've got to say, and Stanley, their players have no respect. Shushing our fans, sliding in front of them for both goals. Like, just no respect whatsoever. It's not the same when you're a man down, and it's clearly affected us. And this one against Blackpool. Part two, enjoy okay then. So, you've just mentioned there obviously, you you love the um, you love everything about the club, the people around the club, it's on good footing now. And you know, I'll take it as that's why you probably play your best football in there. We've seen it with a lot of players really that have played the best football at Stanley over the years, a lot of players that have left maybe haven't done as well as they have done with Aki. Is 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 that just yeah. a case of being around John and Jimmy as well, just buying into what they're doing?
1: Yeah, most definitely. You know, as a um, you know, to be honest, I had a good year at Chester. He enjoyed my time at Chester. I've got to say, the fans there were were, were spot on. He only had a year there, but you know, that it was a, a really good club and the manager at the time, Steve Brace, sort of got the best out of me there as well. Not as much as what Jimmy and John done. Listen, but with them too, you know. The 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 good cop, bad cop, you know. They they just they don't get the credit they deserve. Sometimes they really don't, honestly. Like you see, when when jobs go up in our league, in the league above, you know, for the, the job that the Gaffer's done, he should be getting easily a championship job. You know, he's took a team that have lowest budget in league two. To League One, competing with Sunderland's Portsmouth, not only competing with them, but has built a team that are probably better than their team on paper, which for the funds that he's got is absolutely unbelievable. So, you imagine going into, imagine the gaffer going into, as I say, a Sunderland and getting a, a wage budget that they can pay, you know, paying, you know, Will Griggs 12 grand a week and players like that you know imagine john uh, John uh, the gaffer and G- John and uh, Jimmy going in there <clears throat> with tools with a training ground with players being able to get breakfast before training dinner after training telling the chef what you want the day before you go into training training on grass not only grass or carpet you know you've got your sessions planned you know the 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 three of them are working handsome out still now that we're in league one yeah. you know, we, we, your dad will tell you, we've got to train on the pitch sometimes. And he hates it and I have a joke with him because sometimes early on in the season, we ruin the pitch for, for November, December because that's that's the only grass pitch we can train on. Yeah. And that's what they've got to deal with. With no other club in our league, will have to do that. You know, we're still training on plastic, you know, since since 2015 from when I first come back, you know, from being on the hindburn, which is no good for your body. You know, it's partly the reason why... It, I done me Achilles, to be honest, the training on the plastic. Well, it most definitely is. It just it just drains your body. So this these and I know the gaffer hates the plastic, he can't stand it. Jimmy Bell loves it. I don't well, he says he loves it, but I'm not quite sure. I don't know. I can't tell whether he's he's joking or not sometimes.
0: Why do you think that <clears> is why why do you think we are what's the crack of the training ground? I haven't
1: heard anything about that in a while. Is there just I don't know, we've got the um obviously the, the new the new setup where the hub is. I think that the they're, they're investing in it, a couple of pitches that are there. Right. They're gonna um, they're gonna they're gonna have them ready for next year apparently. But you know, I've been a lackey for a long time now and the amount of times I've heard oh, they will be ready for next year. Yeah. Is uh it's, it's one of them, one of them. You've got to take it with a pinch of salt until you actually see it happening. You never know. But you know, for what they've got to deal with, as I say, with so we go in every morning, we don't have breakfast. There's no really rare, place where you can, you know, even sit with your teammates and get a coffee type thing. You you train, you know, you do a little. There's a little. Our, our gym's a cabin, which you've seen, you know. So it's a it's it's tiny. You can all go and have a stretch in there. You can't get that many people in there now because of COVID. And then you drive down to the hub and you're training on plastic. You're back in your car and you're up the road. So if you if you think about what what they've if they had a, a proper club. Not a pro, not, proper club isn't isn't the right word. A club where they have the financial backing to to have things in place that we don't. I think they'd, um you know I'm more than confident the Gaffer and Jimmy and John could could take a club out the championship if they had all them um, them tools. But you know it's fascinating for me that they don't get linked with them jobs.
0: Why why do you think they do get overlooked? Why do you think that is? Because you see, like you say, people like the Cowleys... Cowley's did it for a much less amount of time, didn't they? At Lincoln, they got a chance. People yeah. like Cluffy's even gone up, Annie, and had to do with the championship.
1: It's staggering. The only, the only thing I could think of is that when people probably look at the Gaffer and and Jimmy, they probably equate them to old school. These are old school. They, you know, they'll get the best out of players, man. Management, you know, they'll drive you on where 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 the uh, teams now look tactically wise but they don't they do underestimate them because honest to god you should see some of the sessions that that jimmy puts on that the man the gaffer puts on that john doolan can put on Jeff Brownnan can put on tactically the better than they have to be better than other 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 um, teams in this league because they don't have the resources mm-hmm. so i think they get underestimated for how good they are tactically and the sessions and the shape of play, the phases of play that they do. People don't look into that. If you, if you, if you ask any other opposing fan or chairman, what's your view on John Coleman? He'd probably say, "Good my manager gets the best out of his players. He won't say, great on the trainer pitch. He's got a great assistant. The various sessions are unbelievable. And that's, that's that, that for me is probably what stops him going to that next level. And it's 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 just that tag of him being a great man manager and people not realising there's a lot more to him than that. And certainly a lot more to Jimmy, you know, as I say I've seen Jimmy come on as a coach leaps and bounds. You know, I, I he's he's I have plenty of arguments with Jimmy on a daily basis and I have done throughout my career, but you know, I've watched him become a, a become a, a fellow who can recognise in games what needs to change at half time in games you know, day before games when he recognises something on a video and you see it occurring in the game, you think, he's spot on there. Yeah. As I say, they, they both don't get enough credit for that and I think, as I say, that probably little thing would stop them being linked with these jobs. But if I was a chairman of a championship club, having trained and worked under them and certainly players this season and pl- players in the past who've hit under the gaffer and Jimmy would say, listen, there's more to them than, than just being a good man manager.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm just conscious of time Uh, I'm just thinking Right we'll get on with It's
1: okay Ah, It's alright mate It's
0: It's Yeah, loads of time gone Yeah We'll talk about Move on to sort of General stuff then So like Yeah Biggest characters That you've played with Then at Stanley You think
1: Played against Or with Played with At Aki yeah Played with so at the start of be your and Dun and Ukraine's, you know, they were absolutely learn balls. You know, more recently, you think of uh, your your Paddy Lacey's, your your Adam Buxton's, your Terry Gornells, your um Anthony Barries. You know, there's a great story on a uh, on Paddy Lacey. We played um we played Portsmouth. So obviously Paddy was a um he was a carpet fitter, he's a good carpet fitter, yeah. a very good carpet fitter so we play portsmouth and um they've they michael doyle in centre mid now michael doyle is one of the horriblest players I've ever played against horrible horrible and you shake your hands after the game i actually seen him in the airport flying somewhere they come up with his misses and have a chat with him. great off the pitch but on the pitch mate he was horrible
0: yeah
1: it's he it, it pinch you great in the tackle hard as nails and i mean hard as nails old school He'd tell you your girlfriend's a slut. He'd tell you, you know, your your mo. He just he'd do anything to put you off your game, or if he didn't put you off your game, he'd do something where you do something silly and you get sent off, or you do something to the stage where you go in your own skin and you wouldn't want the ball. He was just very good at it. Honestly, one of the one of the biggest winds up like horrible players I've played against, but 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 good. You know, I respect that. You know, we. He can, he can back it up in a tackle, goes on the ball as well. So we played Portsmouth, and um, the gaffer just moved up to Birkdale. He just uh, he lives up that way now. So we'd said to Paddy uh, in the week building up to the Portsmouth game, Will you do me carpets? After saying, you know. So Paddy was like, Yeah, yeah, so I'll do the carpets. And uh, so I think it was Seamus Keneally and Scotty Brown were meant to start on the Saturday. And uh, I think Scotty pulled out in the warm up. So Paddy had been doing the gaffers' carpets all week. Got to the Saturday. Uh, I think Scotty had done his car for something. So he's named the team and everyone's shocked that he's put Paddy in. So he didn't see it coming, you know what I mean? And uh, Adam Buxton, who was at Portsmouth at the time, he uh, I think he spoke to us on Paddy. He knew that he'd been doing the gaffers' carpets. So we'd only told Michael Doyle fucking hell he's he's starting Paddy Lacey's been doing the gaffers carpets all week in his house so fucking this Michael Doyle first three minutes in the game you're shit you're you're only playing because you've fucking been in the gaffers doing his carpets all week you dickhead straight away honest to God on him all like I'm I'm, I'm trying to calm Paddy now because Paddy can handle himself he he boxes done he's he's, he's he's an hard lad and I'm thinking he's just going to punch his head in here in this game and get sent off so he he, yeah so this Michael Doyle's giving it to him. You shit. You, you shouldn't be on the same pitch as me. How are you? How are you playing football on this pitch? You are terrible. Just giving it to Paddy. And Paddy's just sucking it up, taking it, taking it. So it was the game where Paddy scored that worldie. Yeah. Throw him thrown, gets one out of his feet, whips it into the top bin As he's walking, as he's walking back to the halfway line, he says to Michael Doyle, not bad for a carpet fitter. <laughs> 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 yeah. oh. And Michael Jordan just said, "You know, what, fair play, mate, fair play."
0: Absolutely class. <laughs> <laughs> what a goal! But that was, was.
1: say, oh, what a goal, mate. But he was, he was, he was a character. He was, there's been that many of there's been, there's been loads. You know, you think of um, even some of the left wing ones like the Sean Nessies, He was, just, he was, he was a character. You know, um, Bavo was a big one. right, uh, that Ray Porter. He was, he was an absolute lunatic, mate. He was have love to the met him. He was, an, he was an absolute oddball, but he was uh, he was funny. You know, it's part and parcel. It's just, you, you just see him, like, it become a, a, a caring theme where Aki just bring these characters in. You know, if you're the wrong, it, 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 it was like, if you're the wrong and you you end up with Aki. Yeah. Type of thing, you know what I mean? Reputation we've had that many, we, Yeah, we've had that many down the years. But I think it's because the gaffer can, uh, can manage them. You know, Andy Mangan, he's another one. Massive character. We've had, we've had loads of them, and that that's it. I think getting them characters in has contributed to our success on the pitch, mate. Definitely
0: decent, mate. Yeah, um, like you say, Andy Mangan as well last year, he's someone mentioned before, two, two spells as well. Decent, um, yeah, you mentioned there then. So, Michael Doyle, what about um, characters you've played against then? He was
1: he, for me. He was he was he's up there, but one of one of the, one of the um, <clears throat> hardest players I played against because he could dish out mate. He give you the and he and he could back it up with the tackle. Or he mm-hmm. you know he's a little he's only five five foot eight, but a little Irish hard Irishman. And uh, you know you get your players that can give it. Like, you know you think of like your Danny Hilton's of the world, where you know he just he was just winding fans up you know he won't really speak to you on the pitch as a player so we had that um, we had that season which you know when we won the league and I think it became a bit of a joke when he, when he tweeted mind the gap yeah he, he tweeted in the, I think it was the, he, he tweeted in maybe the the November 2-2 mind the gap I think he went like 8-12 points clear maybe or something like that so another funny story we, we, we um, obviously going to Luton and playing that game winning you know, me, Mark Hughes and Billy got in the team of the year. So we're down at the PFA Awards. Luton are on the next table. Danny Hilton, Alan Sheehan, Dan Potts, uh, James Justin, all them lads and those three. And our girlfriends are on another table. So every time it goes quiet, you just hear me, Mark Hughes, or Billy Keith shout, the glass. Go <laughs> Honestly, God. So they're looking like... I think Billy was made to cheer, and he's laughing. But the, that Danny Hilton's like you can see him spewing, like them inside, and he's thinking these cheeky cunts, these are winning the under league. And I've tweeted that. And in the end, <laughs> our, our, our in the end, our beards were shouting at our girlfriends. to go, "Choo choo, mind the gap." <laughs>
0: he's he's tweeted it before we were even involved. You just think, why even do that? What a dick? dick! Um, but again, a decent player, wasn't he as well? A decent player who could back it up. Top
1: player play yeah. that player he could. He, could, he, he could he was at um, they had the season they, they played the shape that we couldn't be playing at the minute the diamond didn't they and they were, they were effective with it they had him and Collins up front Yeah, they had Justin who, who's playing for Leicester now James Justin and he, he was the right back they had um, Potts or, or Stacey as the other full back they had um, uh, Luke Berry and uh, Panzu oh, they, they had a good team and they had a manager Nathan Jones who Although I don't like him as a fella, you'd have to respect what you know what he's done for them on the pitch because he um, he, he molds a good team and they play good football, mate. You say
0: you, you don't you don't necessarily like him as a fella. What what was the um, I've been yeah. asked by people about that celebration that he did on that day and stuff
1: like that? What was the basis behind that? So we, I think he commented in the week building up to the game that Luton were the best side in the league. And even even to this day, after we've won the league, he still said that Luton were the best team in the league, and we won the league by four points, I think. Yeah. So he's just he's just he's, he's brain dead. And, I, and 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 you know, when sometimes a manager speaks in the week, and and fans will think, just put that on our dressing room door and let the, the lads see it. It was sort of one of them building up to the game, where everyone's thinking this Nathan Jones is one cheeky so and so. You know, he's he's basically saying they're the best team in the league. And They're going to beat us, so I thought, you know, as I say, that fighting mentality then comes into me as a kid that's ingrained in me. I'm thinking, I can't wait to give it to this cunt today. I hope I score because I'm going to fucking let them know when I do. Yeah, uh, but bear, you know, bear in mind the game we got battered that game. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was thinking, I, I don't know what you were there. We got battered, mate, for 25 minutes. It was like the Alamo, they were having corner after corner. We were had, heading them out. Jimmy Dunn's clear one off the line, Chappie's made a couple of good saves, you know. Um, and then out of nowhere, the ball just goes to Kane. I think he'll be like, he sets me. I put one out my feet, and I just whip one into the far corner. I'm saying you watch then,
0: when you watch the highlights. Even it, it's clear that we're getting absolutely battered as well. Even
1: we got you got battered, mate. We did. We because you, battered, did yeah.
0: you? I think before you score as well, you had another shot, didn't you? That goes into the into the crowd, and that's the only shot that it shows of yeah. us apart from the goals. Um, but yeah. then obviously, Sorry. Christ, yeah.
1: What end. So, as I say then going and then that, that iconic picture of me in front of Nathan Jones which is a which is a great photo mate you know with, yes, if
0: he course. had his number
1: I probably would have, if he had his number I probably would have sent him in after the game I'd so have some of that but I uh, I didn't unfortunately have his number but it's one of them um, even the second half we we still and we were still getting beat up a little bit and battered and the funny story about the the winning goal when Jordan gets it on the right wing you can hear John Doolan shout corner and you can see him pointing corner, corner. So he's happy with the points. You know, the bench are happy with the points away to Luton. You know, This, I think they would top, we were second. Yeah. Uh, something like that. So it was like, we take the point, we move on, 10 games to go, we're still in the home for the title type of thing. And John's saying, corner, corner, clicker whips one into Billy, reverses a pass. And then I'm thinking, oh, there we go. But And it doesn't show you the celebrations on the highlights to the extent no. of what they were. Some because good it, was images. In, it was insane, mate. The, you know, I just remember, I remember jumping onto Billy and then falling into the Hordens and then just having fans on top of me the subs on top of me it was it was unbelievable one of them days in football like you live for
0: it's, it's one of them where so I've I haven't missed many of the big ones like I missed that day because it was my birthday it was my birthday weekend and my mates are Burnley fans and they'd they'd paid for me to go to West Ham away with Burnley months yeah. before do you know before it was like Before it was obvious that that was going to be a big game. Mm. So I remember the week of I was like, fuck should I just get the train to Luton from London? Ended up not doing it because my mates had paid for everything. And then it was the day, do you remember when um, So Burnley won away 3-0 at West Ham? And it was when the the crowd were running on and throwing pennies and stuff like that. So I was buzzing, it was like really exciting. And then I came out of the ground and saw that and I was just like... Fuck! Yeah. I'm, I'm going to regret that for the rest of my life. Not yeah.
1: being there. Well, he was—he was, he was mad at Luton, wasn't it? I don't remember my dad because he was a bit of trouble, wasn't he? Luton fans, yeah, like, yeah. Iraqi fans. Yeah, and my uncle. dad was there. My, my uncle, uncle was, was ringing away after ends. the game,
0: and he said that they'd. So first of all, they were locked in, and then, Stanley fans have sort of thought, "Fuck this!" and they've sort of just said, "Just open the, the gates," and then as they've opened the gates, it was yeah. just mayhem. Um, yeah. But like you said, one of them that
1: you just live for. Just live for. Oh, they, they, as I say, they're the days you live for. Make like the dressing room after that. You would have thought we won the league. Yeah. And them games are sort of pivotal in, in actually winning the league because they give you the belief to think we just beat the, the best team in the league in everyone's eyes. Yeah. So we can go with the last ten games and beat them.
0: Yeah. It was and even after that game it was sort of I was just thinking, it just didn't drop, did it? The standard didn't drop. We were just
1: No. Because I was thinking yeah, we, we might win range. that,
0: we might win that game, and then maybe struggle with the pace or whatever. But it was just fucking bang, bang, yeah. bang,
1: bang. Yeah, it become relentless then, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we just choking on them off after that.
0: How how good was that for you coming after like two years prior? Because <laughs> that was just obviously a, a massive ended up. It was like the I just say it's the ultimate like tragic story that in football it's you couldn't write a you couldn't write a more beautiful end to a season even though it ended terribly for us. That, that's yeah. that's 15-16 season was just the ups and downs were just incredible, weren't they?
1: Yeah. You know, I look back on that season, you know, people will, will look back on it with obviously the disappointment of the this game, but you know, in my eyes, we had to actually individually and the way we played we had a better side that year than when we won the league in my opinion Yeah, we played better football you know with Cruxy. Cruxy was he's one of the best I've played with mate he was like he was like a, um, it was like a Rolls Royce in centre midfield I've never seen nothing like it you know them long strides that he had just stepping forward with the ball he, he's one of the best I've played with. you know windass he was on absolute fire at the time <clears throat> couldn't stop scoring you know Piero it was just, you know, the postman we called him because he just out his feet to deliver, out his feet to deliver. <clears throat> we had, um, as I say, we had a top team. We had players on the bench. We had Foss who come in. It was after Brentford. We had, we had, we had some side that year. We played, we played, we played some football. The year we went up, won the league. I'd say we were a little bit more direct. Yeah. Than that year, you know, the year we won the league, we were, we was into Billy, set to me or flick to Caden. That was our that was that was our um we didn't really play out much through the back and through the thirds and we was basically let's get it to Billy he'll battle he'll hold it up he'll set me he'll set um clicker or he'll spin it round the corner for Caden. if he doesn't and they win it Scotty Brown and shameless will pick up second balls and then we were just solid solid for at the back in January he was a Jimmy Dunn and um, um. It was the right back. Callum, Callum, yeah, Yeah. we were just solid, mate. We were just so, so as I say, but the year we won the league, we we, and that's probably what it takes to win leagues, bearing in mind the the solidity and what we had that year. Then, as I say, we had that game plan, we didn't we weren't as expansive as as the year we missed out in 2015 16, Hmm. but we were a lot more solid. But that, as I say, that Steven's game, mate. Wow, you couldn't you couldn't write it, you know, you'd even think back now to. Obviously, I was not doing the job but Bristol Rovers scoring so late in the game. They yeah, he still got up. It's scandalous.
0: 96. You forget, like, they
1: scored, mate. They score so late. Yeah, it know makes I me mean? feel sick
0: um, thinking yeah. about it. Um, But, like you say, I mean. And then we, we
1: were done. We were done in the playoffs then, you know, to. Yeah. To, we were shot. Even though we, we actually nearly got past Wimbledon, psychologically, you know, to to not be to Steven inside who. who know we've had our battles with Stevenage down the years and it could have been any other side You know Stevenage weren't playing for nothing but they knew it was against us and I think Stevenage raised the game because they didn't like No, and I thought they just want to come here and spoil the party the fans will be fucking buzzing if they spoil the party because they don't get on with Hackey so if we were playing like a, a Newport at the time or someone like that I felt we would have turned them over but Stephen, it's just the history we had with them in the playoffs and Gray and West. They just thought put them in any other team, but then
0: Yeah, I mean, and we 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 were the only side in the league as well to score in every home game until that last day. Yeah, and then yeah, I was in the the um, copy send that day because I went with my mates again, and they could only get tickets in that end. And like you said, we were next at Stevenage fans, and they were fucking loving it. All sixty of them, and my my head had gone on that final whistle. I was just like. Especially when you you think about we missed we at the bar and stuff like that, didn't we? Um, yeah. But you you were never gonna we were never gonna pick ourselves up, were we, and go again? No. Going into the playoffs.
1: No, no we were shot down, mate. As I say, mentally shot because to come back from that disappointment of not getting over the line is um, physically it's not too demanding, but the mental aspect is a is, uh, is massive.
0: It is, yeah. Um, so, well, where are we now? Uh, so, we've got a few just sort of general ones as well. I've got a few people that have tweeted me some questions to ask you. Um, best, player, best player you've ever played with at Stanley? I think. What a
1: question that is. Wow. Yeah, that's a toughie. It's a toughie, but it's not because the best I played with was Billy.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, by you know, technically wise, and as I say, you look at creep and wins asses and all that, but for me, Billy was he was he was just he was another level, you know, he was my roommate and um, struggled with the, the bulimia and different things throughout, but put him on that pitch, mate. And he was just an animal, yeah, you know, it, it, I'd seen his struggles firsthand, you know, we used to go to, to games and. We'd have pre-match meals the night before and the bulimia, he could just eat. But then he'd, I'd see him like, sneak off to the toilet and I'd know that he was going to be sick, where the players wouldn't. And then I'd see him the next day, he just perform the way he did, constantly. Get, he used to get battered by centre-halves. And I mean, like, he's not the tallest, Billy, but he's quite wide set. And when he plants his feet, he's like a battering ram, mate. And he, Honest to God, he just went through it. He went through a stage where he was unplayable. And um me and him sort of complimented each other. He knew my game, I knew his game. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Sorry. He knew where he knew he knew when I was getting the ball, where it was going. I knew when it was coming into his feet where to run. And I, you know, you think about like um you know, you listen to the interviews like Gerard and Torres and players like that. Once you have that sort of connection with a player. It's uh, it's unbelievable, and I had that with Billy, on and off the pitch. You know, off the pitch, he's an absolute smashing lad to me. And as I say, he was my roommate. He was one of my best mates throughout my time at Aki, and it still saddens me now to see that. You know, he's not playing certainly at our level or League Two, because he could easily play. You know, we could wake up tomorrow and play in a game and yeah. still score. He's that good. To say I play with technically better players than him. Miles better plays than Duke C's, as Caden Jacksons. Um, players who have went on to play, you know, play with. You know, you think about players you, you know, Jimmy Dunn's, Kevin Longs. You play for Burnley in the Premier League, but for me, mate, Billy, Billy Billy's, a, Billy's, unbelievable. You know, he's the best I've played with, Araki by a mile.
0: Yeah, and it's good to see him in a, in a in a good place as well. He was commenting last night on the. I've yeah, said
1: he had a few questions and stuff, so it's it's he good needs, to see he him He needs enjoying. to cut his hair, don't mate. I was thinking, I was gonna ask you about this that. Long hair. <laughs> it's terrible. He needs to cut his barney.
0: Well, to be fair, I think we're all struggling with that in lockdown, mate. So I won't. <laughs> not us. Um. So in terms of then, what are, what are your goals next couple of years with Stanley? Is it to kick mm-hmm. on? I, I think you mentioned there before somebody asked, do you, do you see yourself finishing your career with Stanley? What? What sort of um, yeah. long
1: and short term goals for you? Next couple next couple of years, like I said, I think we've got another promotion in us. I really do. You know, you look at Wickham last year, another struggling in the championship, but you take a year struggling in the championship and come back down just for the experience of it. Yeah. You know, to be to for Accrington to be in League One isn't this is is unbelievable. You know, you see some of our fixtures now. To even when I signed but before when I signed you know 10 years prior when you're playing Ratcliffe Burrows and you know Osser Albions and, and teams like that you know to play in Sunderland's in a league game Portsmouth in a league game and competing with them and beating them is something that you know as an Aki fan and as an Aki player you know watching Aki obviously before I even signed obviously through Jimmy was something that I thought I'd never see anyway and it's um, you know we're not we're not settling for that I think this year, we've got a great chance. If not this year, we've still got players and next year, we we're contracted. So, the next couple of years look bright. You know, we've got good players. You know, the the key for us always is keeping hold of them players that are uh, that do well. You know, you think you're Dion's at the minute, Colby's. Um, they're the, they're the, uh, the diamonds that you've got to try and keep hold of. But, gone are the days where you're selling them for 75 grand under a grand to pay the wages the next month. You know, you're getting over a million quid for them players now. You know, you look at what we sold Caden for and Johnny for, you know, and that's all come through, you know, with the chairman at the end of the day. You know, him coming in has um, stabilised everything about the club financially. Not only that, you know, people look at chairmans as like, um, and I've had it at different clubs where you can't speak to them and they come on the bus and you're a bit wary of them. You know, I couldn't just go on the bus and sit next to the old and talk to him about anything and have a beer with him, have a laugh with him, play some music and you know, he's just a darn too earth fella and that's what we all love about him. And long may that continue. But, you know, he probably he probably doesn't know himself firsthand at what he's done to the club because he didn't see the pitfalls yeah. of when he weren't there. You know, myself, the gaffer and Jimmy, and I have seen the state that the club was in to where it is now and it's miles apart. And as I say, it's all down to do mate.
0: Yeah, I think I think, like you say, I think I do think it it goes unsaid sometimes that he he doesn't realise how bad it was, you know, like you say, ten years ago. Um it's interesting that a point that the the lad that I that I do the podcast with, um just the, the ones that we do every week, when in John and Jimmy's first promotion in uh 99 was it, 2000, um, they actually paraded the trophy on the pitch at Ewood Park at half-time in the Premier League and the, the game was Blackburn against Bolton and it's funny to think that in 20 years we're now a division higher than Bolton Wanderers when they were sort of patting us yeah. on the head that day and next yeah. year we we could realistically be going to Ewood for a, for a league fixture, which... Wow is for someone like me who's grown up watching Stanley from, like I say, 20 years ago, I mean, that is just complete madness. Um, scary, mate. Scary. Scary stuff, yeah. Um, yeah. So, like you said, do you, would you like to stay on in the club in in some sort of capacity after you play then?
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. 31, aren't I? So, you know, I, I still feel like I've got Good years ahead of me playing wise, but then, you know, on the back of that, you know, the forefront of my of my mind would be to stay at the club in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's yeah, uh, it'd be you know through the youth team or into the into onto the the gaffer staff, yeah, I don't know, but you know, you ask me now, my mindset would be you know, at some role, I'd love to stay at the club. You know, as I say. I've got that affiliation with the club now, where I do feel like the club is um, is ingrained in me. It's ingrained in my family, you know, um, and it will be forever. You know, it's 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 as I say, I've spent I've spent over ten years in my life here, so it becomes like a like a son or a daughter to you, and you know the way the fans have treated me certainly the last five or six years. Um, I just want to give back. I want to give back now while I'm playing, so I can give moments, you know, on the pitch, scoring goals. But you know, when I, when I stop playing, still give, still give them uh, still give the club as much as I can.
0: I think that'd be um, the ultimate troll for the Aki Webbers if you became a coach and then a manager one day after <laughs> you've spent opening uh, a few <laughs> a few dickheads on there have sort of wrote you <laughs> off. Um,
1: I thought I'd go on for a little bit longer, wouldn't we?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> last thing to touch on, then, I'd say is I want to talk about. We've had a, a lot of questions, sort of, about your 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 best goals, your favourite goals. I've got a list in front of me that you you spoke to me about in the summer when we did the, the article. Um, you said I've wrote down eight, so I'll narrow them down. Um, fifth was Leighton Orient at home, scored two. And got three assists when we won 5 1. Um, yeah. do, you, do you remember which goal in particular you were talking about? or
1: uh, Yeah, probably the the lob. Coming inside, I think I've seen the keeper off his line. That's Some the one, yeah. Times. Yeah, just lasered it over him and hit the bar. I think it bounced off but I really got given the goal. Um, Top line for yourself. That was, that was a great, great goal, but more, more so the nightmare, yeah. Yeah. Leighton late in 5-1 as I say three assists and two goals in a 5-1 win and it was one of them mates where everything just uh, just came off
0: yeah it was class that and they were shit as well were they they went down that year oh,
1: um, yeah they were terrible yeah dreadful
0: Um and then number four first season in league one Bristol Rovers away the winner in the last minute Uh which yeah, I watched I, I watched back the other day actually and that is a class <laughs> a class finish as yeah. well yeah
1: was well, a great goal, the flick from Billy in the water, in build-up. He flicks one. Uh, a bit like Colby does now. It's come to him and he's flicked like, a, like a flick if people watch the goal. flicked it to Jordan, I think. Jordan slid me in and I've just slid it past the keeper. But I think they were the first goals. Any and players scored in league one, weren't they, at the time? So, more of a, a, a sentimental thing as well. Maybe that one, but because it it was just a side-foot goal. It wasn't like the, the goal itself. It was more like, as I say, being last-minute, being the first after goal scored. Goal scorer to score a goal in League One, and you know to go to a ground like Crystal Rovers, which is a, it's a, it's, a, it's like a, it reminds me of Goodison to some park but Crystal Bristol is it's like an old fashioned. Yeah, it's
0: good. It's good.
1: Great grounds. It's always a full house there, and the fans are always on you. To score a winner there and uh, get us off to a good start in League One, as I say, was a, it was a great memory. I
0: was I was in the in the away end that day, and. Um... I think we, we just hit the bar, hadn't we? Moments before, and you thought that that Flicker, was yeah, yeah, you thought that was and the chance gone. I remember we were sat and their fans were sort of giving us some, and then like you said, to cool that in. especially against them as well when they'd given us that heartache a couple of years earlier.
1: Um, yeah, felt bit bitters- it felt nice to do that against them. Um, I don't think I mentioned I don't think I mentioned the um, the Grimsby goal in the, in list, did I? Well no about this today.
0: Yeah, the list was so Leighton Orient, uh Bristol Rovers, and then the next one is your Hereford one, which is Hereford one, still on
1: YouTube, that yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, that was when the uh, that was when the Lions were on the pitch, I think.
0: Yeah, it is. I watched it That's last night. Season. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. and then number two was Blackpool away Boxing Day last minute. And then yeah. num- number one was the goal that we you mentioned before scoring at Luton.
1: Yeah. Well the Grimsby one, mate, the Grimsby one is up there for for, for 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 a couple of reasons that um we were on a terrible run before Grimsby. This is the year we won the league. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember training train training the day before Grimsby. Um, my son was born around the same time of the game. And um I remember Jimmy saying we just need to go back to basics here. We'd lost a few, I think. We were on a terrible run. And we just thought, you know what, we're just gonna work hard this game and try and get a get a draw, get a win and something to build from. Yeah. Not play expansive football. So I remember that the, the day before the game, just like we were just basically playing off seconds, going a bit longer, not playing more and um I die for a penalty to go one nil up. Went in the box and I sort of seeing someone behind me, I've clipped me own heels, but he's behind me and news behind me. And uh Darren Drysdale. Have you seen the video from last night where he buts the play? Yeah, was it him? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. So he was the referee. What is? What was that about? He's, is is he just? Is he just a nutter know, then? He's a nutter, then, mate. Yeah. So we had us the other week against Tinigan, so he was the ref that day. He's gave the pen. Uh, Billy scored the pen, and I scored. I've scored a bullet header. I've never scored a bullet header in my career. Yeah. And against Grimsby, I scored one. Billy crossed it, banging off the bar, and then we went on to win the game three I think Caden scores, and then from that game. It catapulted us to yeah. give us that momentum to that to was start, the start then, uh, that was
0: the start. it was yeah because I've you been there
1: there's so many
0: we had a terrible record up there as well because I went the year before they beat us 2-0 on boxing day didn't they and we were yeah we were we well we were easily beaten that day so like you said though I don't I don't think any of us expected to go there and well, with the bad run that we were on, we weren't expecting much, but then, like you said, that that was the start, wasn't it? That
1: was the catalyst for yeah. it. There's a, there's a funny story about the, that 2 0 game. So it was around Christmas again, wasn't it? And um, <laughs> so the London lads, who, like Omar's and Jano, they all lived in, um, in the same house in Kirby. And uh, so New Year's New Year's Eve, we had boxes. They The gaff said, I don't want no one going home for Christmas, you know, we're in do it right we'll get a good result I think. go a couple of the London lads have gone home for Christmas and then we play Boxing Day and um, first goal comes past Omar Omar Bethel's, and he slips lad goes through and scores a goal so by this point Jimmy and the Gaffer have got win that the London lads have gone home for Christmas and we're at half time now He's Jimmy's fucking can okay, no one slips no one should slip in football you know why you've slipped? Because you went home for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking, when <laughs> Steven Gerrard slipped, the constantly pulled the league Yeah, no yeah. Happened. But Jimmy said, you'd only slipped because you went home for Christmas. I was, <laughs> but you can't laugh because he's obviously raging at that time of getting pissed. I'm thinking, it's one of them after the game where he's just laughing bad at me, some of the shouts. One of them where he,
0: if you watched it back, it just, everyone would just piss themselves, wouldn't they? But in the
1: moment, yeah. everyone's
0: sat there like... But the Blackpool goal, again, then you spoke about... I mean, that was certainly one of the best celebrations I can remember recently. Again, I watched that. There's a, I'm going to put the clip of it, actually, before um, before this podcast in the introduction. There's a fantastic fan video from Behind the Goal, a Blackpool fan. And as you've took yeah. your shirt off, all you can hear is just the perfect fucking it, mic, oh <laughs> it's absolutely class. Um, but yeah, what a celebration see, that was.
1: Ah, oh, that was some game. That was the actual game itself. I, I, I think I was, um, I might have just been coming back from a shoulder injury, so I was on a bench, to come on for half an hour, and um. It was one of them. It's a bit of a derby, isn't it? It's always a good one for the fans. Blackfield, We always take loads there, don't we? I remember Mark Hughes scoring like there. Yeah, yeah. When you were at that game.
0: Yeah, we scored, and then we should have scored again, shouldn't we? Straight after.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. But yeah, we did. There, but, uh, was, there was an Easter Monday one as well, wasn't there? When we took a thousand
1: and the yeah, year before. it was always a good crowd, similar to Fleetwood when we played them. We always take good numbers to Fleetwood. And um, I was just thinking, I just love to score here. I was wishing it was the other end because the fans were that end. Then I wouldn't have to run that far after the scores to jump into the fans. But I remember just rolling the ball out to Callum, Callum Johnson. I thought, I'm going to get myself in the box here. He somewhere in right on me, yeah, bang, into the corner. I just thought, oh, here we go. Top half and the Blackfield fans. I've had a few bottles through at me and then just uh, jump into the half fans. It was class as and well. They're the, the days that you're here. There's the days that... As fans, you remember me because you, you you'd already had a you you're already probably scalloped for going into the grounds from having a few beforehand, and then you're going back into Blackpool with three points in the bag after. Oh, it was dangerous! It was <laughs> dangerous going out. We had
0: to walk to the we had to walk back to that Manchester pub on the front, and we were getting like a police escort, and we were just getting absolute pelters everywhere. But like you say, it was what? class, yeah. Um, mm. So. That Luton Luton goal, you'd say, then your top, you top number one. You reckon just because just because of what it meant, or yeah, say, just,
1: just prob- probably probably because what it meant. Um, I've scored better goals, you know, the Lincoln one and the Czech, I'd say You know the the uh, yeah away at Lincoln when I've scored the volley, that was a good goal. I've scored better goals than the, Lincoln, uh, the Luton one, but just for what it meant, just for the build up. As I say, Nathan Jones thinking to myself, as I say, in the air before the game. This little, this little run, to he, 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 I'm gonna give him some here because he can't talk about my teammates and and us as, as 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 title contenders like with nothing. And I thought I just want to score, just to just to rub his nose in it, and um, to score like that, and then for Billy to score the winner, especially with the the scenes at the end, mate to, you know, that that that'll live with me to the day I die. That game definitely.
0: I think. Um, have you spoken to Jordan about working with him now? What has he said about him? No,
1: no. I text, I text, I text him, Well done. He he messages me now and then after game, saying well done, lads. But I haven't really got into the um, how Nathan Jones is. You know what? As I say, he's a good, he's a good coach. Probably is a good coach. Um, But Jim Gannon was a good coach, and Jim Gannon's an absolute cock. The biggest, the biggest of them all, mate. You know, I didn't touch on, I didn't touch on what happens at Stockport. Um, and how I got treated you know people people. Stockport fans have a perception of me as like a troublemaker but it weren't the case you know it was one of them where where Didier man brought me in I started really well got injured done, done my collarbone and when I come back Didier had been sacked and this fa- this fan favourite Jim Garner had come in you know he'd done well previously you've seen that now as well
0: dude I, I have a few mates that are Stockport fans from from yeah. Manchester and with him being sacked a few weeks ago, they've got this perception of him as he's like their Coleman really, isn't he?
1: But Yes, he yes, he yeah.
0: I said to them all the stories that I've heard about him, even listening to other podcasts, like on have you ever listened to that under the Cosh podcast with Jim John yeah. Parkin? Everyone who mentions yeah. him just says dickhead straight away.
1: Yeah. And you know what, mate, like tactically in that he had a little bit, like he was good. And he he he, he he'd have your clues up and he knew he, he knew the game. But is 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 one-on-one management and how to treat players and how to talk to you. It was it was horrendous, especially senior players, and he fell out a lot with them. But not fell out with them. He was a bit of a coward, and you'd have an argument with him, and he'd just go. He'd go on like he'd be one of them where he'd go and tell the the chairman, and you'd be getting disciplined the next day with a letter. He was just he was he was ruthless, mate. His first day. It, or his second day, he basically had me sat down saying, you'll never play for the club again. You're going to train with the kids for the next three months. And I had done nothing wrong. He just said, you're know, you're not a big you're not, the, the. It's come from above me. The club, the club can't afford this, can't afford that. Uh, you're not even going to get changed in, with the first team. You're going to be getting changed with them. And then from then on, he was just trying every trick in the book to get me off the wage bill, trying to sack me for this, trying to sack me for that. And he was just, it got to the point, right, where he was, he, I didn't as I said, I don't hate many people, but I actually hate him. He's he's not a nice man. Yeah. And even watching him get set leave Stockport the other day, and they're doing well, Stockport. So that tells you something. You know, yeah. they're doing well, but they're still getting rid of him. And it's for that reason, mate. His um, his personnel skills and his man management skills are shocking. But we don't want to finish on them. We want to finish on a good move.
0: Yeah, I guess. we can finish on what are your expectations for tonight. Then are we? We've got to go there and try and win, haven't we? I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we, as I say, we played well the other night. We um, we should have beat Lincoln. And they've been the ball mark, haven't they? The, you know, they're top of the league. and
0: Yeah.
1: You know, we were the better team, mate. And we've got, for me, I thought Paul Smart was great the other night. I thought he was good as well. Yeah, I was he just going to say, he's been... He's, his pace on the ball, is
0: outstanding at times. I thought that he, yeah. um, there was one moment where when Morgan came on he could have slipped him in there thought that w- what a great start that would have been his first touch in football
1: league um yeah just yeah. with Paul yeah he, he had this he had this effect last time he came first five or six games you know think about Sunderland derby he come in and he lit the place on fire yeah. and then he had that little bit of a dip hopefully with him being a little bit more experienced now and a little bit more bit more savvy he can he can um, keep to the pace and keep that that that, uh, that 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 the way he's been playing because as I say he's been looking sharp. I and mean, you've got the you've got the back four who just looks solid as anything and I a touch them mate the keeper. The keeper's the, the the best I've seen at our place, you know, and the play with some uh, some good cats and, uh, in 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 and uh, Conor Ripley and there's a, there's a few there's a few decent keepers that I played with Cizak when he was there. They, um, But he's, uh, this this Nathan Baxter's the best of the lot, mate, definitely.
0: Yeah. um, I think it's, like you said, Toby did well, but we were talking the other week, I can't can't see him. He looks so, everything he does is just so controlled, isn't it? He's so confident on Mm -hmm. the ball. He's shot stopping, punching, like everything. He's got everything.
1: Yeah. And you speak to your dad, mate. He's the first in training, the last away every day. Yeah. You think he lives in the gym? Yeah. Every time I go into that gym, I think he's got a sleeping bag in there, he's always in there. You know, you, you, you and then usually with goalkeepers throughout my career, if you say to them, I want to do a little bit of finishing after the training's done, they look at you like you've got three heads and they think, I just want to get in my car and go home. Yeah. Nathan actually comes up to you, says, Sean, do you want to do a little bit of finishing? I'm like, Fucking hell, i Come on, let's go and do a little bit. Yeah. And we just ping balls, ping balls at him for 20 minutes after training i he's say he's a great lad but we've got we've got a good as i say last year we didn't have that we had the we had too many little fractions of um fractions of players that didn't really get on and it culminated in it culminated in a, a struggle and as i say i think the gaffer recognized that in the summer and every player he's brought in has been a good egg has bought into what we've done um and listen it's going to be a tough game tonight and It'll be a tough last 20-odd game. It's strange to think we've only halfway through the season, in mid-February. Yeah, it's mental. It's strange like, Yeah, but we, maybe just, uh, as I say, keep suspension free. Hopefully, I'll be back next Tuesday myself. Hopefully I can help out in any way I can. And then we kick on, mate. And we try and, um, you know, we've made no no escape from the fact that we'd like to get in the playoffs. Um, if we do, it'd be an unbelievable achievement. If we don't, we're still acting and We're still budging over our weight. Absolutely, yeah.
0: There's no more nothing more you can say than that, mate. Just I think fans will just be sort of refreshed to hear that as well. Um mm. well, I think we've done nearly two hours there. Um I'll I will not keep any more of your time. Thank you very, very much for being our first guest on uh no
1: worries, mate. I enjoyed it. on raw milk and um
0: yeah, we'll nice one bit.
1: A little bit but yeah. I know, that's what we want. I, f-
0: I think it'll be two separate ones now as well. So um all the best for tonight and All the best for the rest of the season, mate. Thank you very much.
1: You too, mate. See you later. Sound. See you later, Ron. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
0: Thank you once again to Mr. Sean McConville for giving up his time and I wish him all the best for this season and in the future. I'd love to see him coaching at Stanley one day and even take the big job himself. He is well and truly a Stanley legend. Thank you for tuning into to Raw Milk. Our theme music is Mr. Powder by Deja Vega. Our producer is Scott Bolton. Follow us at Raw Milk Zine on Twitter and Instagram and Raw Milk Fanzine on Facebook. You can also download, subscribe, and like all of our podcasts at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Up the Reds! <laughs>